Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, as a judge once again shuts down the governor's attempt to block local mask mandates. Every single witness who testified who is a practicing medical doctor in this case said that children are at risk and they provide at least some protection by masking. But even before the judge's ruling, DeSantis vowed that he would fight back through appeal and win. And I don't know why the, the masks have politics around it. Let the parents make the decision that's best for their kids. If you want the mask, do it. If you don't, don't. That's fine. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Free touted the safety of vaccines during her COVID briefings, but issued a statement calling on news outlets to stop broadcasting, quote, the governor's misinformation without immediate editorial corrections with the facts. The governor and the Florida Department of Health are not only failing to provide timely information in the midst of a public health crisis, but they are suppressing information. And Florida's largest teachers union weighs in on the judge's mask ruling against the state. The question has to be, and I think where the judge was going on this, is this is not just about personal freedoms. This is about personal responsibilities. Today on the Sunrise Interview, we talk with Andrew Sparr, president of the Florida Education Association, who says they are prepared for the governor's appeals as they continue to fight to keep teachers and students safe. Also, we'll have your calendar of political events and the many colorful stories around the state. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at FloridaEducationChampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Wednesday, September 9th. On this day in 1776, Congress officially renames the country as the United States of America from the United Colonies. In 1817, Alexander Twilight, likely the first African-American to graduate from a U.S. college, receives his bachelor's degree at Middlebury College. Ten years ago, in a speech to a joint session of Congress, President Barack Obama summoned lawmakers to enact sweeping health care legislation, declaring the time for bickering is over. In an extraordinary breach of congressional decorum, Representative Joe Wilson, a Republican from South Carolina, shouted, you lie, when the president said illegal immigrants would not benefit from his proposals. Wilson ended up apologizing. Oh, and just for fun, today is National Teddy Bear Day and Care Bear Day, as well as International Sudoku Day. Florida schools can start legally requiring masks immediately. That decision by Second Circuit Judge John Cooper is uncommon because it lifts an automatic hold on a decision such as the one that kicked in when DeSantis filed his appeal after the court blocked his ban. Judge Cooper explains his decision during virtual court yesterday. It should be not a usual thing. It should be not a normal thing. But we're not in normal times. We're in a pandemic. We have children who can't be protected by vaccination. And the CDC and the American Pediatrics Association 
And every single witness who testified who is a practicing medical doctor in this case said that children are at risk and they provide at least some protection by masking. Cooper ruled last month in favor of parents who challenged the governor's ban. The state's appeal of his decision then triggered the automatic stay. During yesterday's hearing, Judge Cooper corrected the state's interpretation of his ruling. Here is lawyer for the state, Michael Abel, pleading his case before Judge Cooper. At this stage, Your Honor, we, we would submit that the, the court is not in a position to and cannot substitute its own health policy preferences or risk assessments for those of the governor or those of the or those of the of the of the surgeon general mr abel this court didn't do that what this court did was say that the bill the parents bill of rights passed by the legislature and signed by the governor must be enforced uh fully not partly that's what this court held in the final judgment right i i and i i understand that Charles Gallagher, a lawyer for the parents, argued that failing to vacate the stay would pose an unnecessary risk to children and could even be fatal. Here's Judge Cooper. But the bottom line is this case is about enforcing the laws the legislature passed. And that's why I think a stay, that in the pandemic situation that we are in, why I think setting aside this stay is appropriate. And so I hereby make that effective immediately. Earlier in the day, DeSantis said he was confident he will prevail regardless of the ruling. But if it is lifted, I am confident that that will be reinstated, um, you know, at the 11th Circuit. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed continued to provide COVID-19 updates as part of her call to get the state to resume daily briefings. Six weeks ago, when we held our first COVID briefing, only 48% of the state was fully vaccinated and less than 12 million Floridians had received at least one dose of the vaccine. Today, we are now surpassed the national average with 53.8% of Floridians fully vaccinated. On Wednesday, Florida reported to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention 13,774 more COVID cases, according to the Miami Herald calculations. In the last seven days, on average, the state has added 344 deaths and 15,610 cases to the daily cumulative total. In all, Florida has recorded over 3 million confirmed COVID cases and 46,977 deaths. In some news around the rotunda, Judge Cooper is keeping busy as he will oversee a lawsuit filed by Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith against the Florida Department of Health and outgoing Surgeon General Scott Rifkes. The nonpartisan Florida Center for Government Accountability joined Smith in the suit, which came more than a month after the Orlando Democrats submitted a public records request for daily COVID-19 pediatric hospitalization and case counts from Orange County. According to News Service of Florida, the group Floridians Against Increased Rates, or FAIR, asked Florida's Public Service Commission to keep confidential certain information it submitted to regulators about its members. But the commission approved a recommendation from its staff that the group which is opposing Florida Power and Light's rate increases must reveal its members. The staff essentially said the group's claim that their membership is a trade secret didn't make a strong case for the exception. 
Next up, a Sunrise interview with Andrew Sparr, the head of the Florida Education Association. The FEA is a statewide teachers union who has been sounding the alarm over the safety of teachers, workers, and students during the pandemic. The group often clashes with the governor, including his attempt to ban mask mandates. But the group was able to celebrate the ruling by Judge Cooper. All right. So, Andrew Sparr, thank you so much for joining me here on Sunrise. The battle over whether districts can mandate masks for Florida schools amid this raging pandemic, we got a ruling. The judge is allowing local districts to go forward if they so choose to have a mask mandate. What did you think of the ruling? I think the judge got it right. Uh, Obviously, I would imagine the governor is going to appeal the stay. And so that will go to the appellate court. That's been their pattern. Uh, But let's be real. We've seen more cases of COVID in our schools this year uh, than we have seen Uh, at any other time, um, way more than what we had last year. In fact, a lot of districts are reporting that they've actually had more cases of COVID in their schools this year than they did all of last school year. And we've only been in school for three or four weeks in most parts of the state. Uh, We have lost 66 educators uh, in the state of Florida who have lost their battle to COVID since July 1, and nine children have lost their lives to COVID Uh, since July 1. So this variant is much more uh, real. It is spreading uh, at a much higher rate than what we saw in prior years, and it's impacting our schools. The governor has maintained and have said, like, you know, masking should be a personal choice. It should be up to the parents, individual parents, to make that decision. What's your general reaction to him? The question has to be, and I think where the judge was going on this, is this is not just about personal freedoms. This is about personal responsibilities. This is about how we respond to a health pandemic and how we respond to a public health emergency. And look, we all know that our personal freedoms do not allow us to just do whatever we want. We have certain norms that we uh, deal with in real life. Uh, you, You have to go into a store with shoes and socks on and with clothes on. I mean, I hate to sound so extreme, but it's true. This is about an overall greater good. Is there a way, obviously, we're having this conversation and we're having these court battles because there are people who fundamentally are opposed and are fighting against this. What do you say to that parent who is just absolutely against mask and how do you appeal to them? So there's no doubt that there's a well-organized effort to uh, push back against any safety measures that are put into place. Uh, Masks is not the only thing we should be talking about. Let's be clear. Uh, Masks is one tool that there's a consensus in the medical and science field that they do work, Um, that there's plenty of research that shows they do work. It is why surgeons wear surgical masks when doing surgery to help prevent the spread of any um, disease or illness. And so uh, I would just say, I think we need to remember that we are in this together and that the best way to um, put an end to COVID and get life back to normal so we don't have to wear masks because none of us thought we would be Uh, starting this school year. There's not an educator out there that thought we would be wearing masks to start the school year. Things were looking pretty good going into the summer and throughout much of the summer. 
It wasn't until a few weeks before we returned to school that we saw this spike in the Delta variant. And again, if more people get vaccinated, uh, if more people wear masks, if we make sure that we have in our schools regular COVID testing, that we have increased um, air quality by, by making sure we have air purifiers or upgraded air conditioning systems in place, if we make sure that people, when they are not feeling well, are staying home, if those measures are all taken, by the way, many of which cost money that the governor is holding back from school districts, uh, but if, if those measures were put into place, uh, I, I think we'd be in a lot better place and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that I didn't ask? Again, not every school district is in the same place. Not every school district has the same uh, belief and philosophy on how to approach this, uh, but the governor should not be dictating to school districts and, and really preventing them from doing their constitutional obligation to ensure that every child gets that high quality education they deserve and that it's done in the safest possible way. All right, Mr. Andrew Spar, thank you so much for taking this time to speak with me on such short notice. I really appreciate it. And here's what's on the calendar today. The Pinellas County and Hendry County legislative delegations will meet today in preparation for the upcoming session. The South Florida Water Management District Governing Board will meet in West Palm Beach at 9 this morning. The Florida Transportation Commission will meet at 10 to discuss transportation issues. The Florida Supreme Court is scheduled to release its regular weekly opinions at 11. Sentencing for former Tallahassee Mayor and City Commissioner Scott Maddox and his longtime business partner and girl friend Paige Carter-Smith following an expansive public corruption case is scheduled for noon. A thousand friends of Florida will hold an online meeting about a new law, HB 59, that requires local governments to adopt property rights elements in their comprehensive land use plans. That's at 12. The Claims Committee of the Citizens Property Insurance Corporation Board of Governors will hold an online meeting today as well as the Northwest Florida Water Management District Governing Board. The South Florida Water Management District Governing Board will hold a public hearing on a budget and tentative millage rates at 5 in West Palm Beach. On the campaign trail, Democratic Senator Annette Tadeo drops another teaser video which slams Governor Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis right now, he's not governing. He's all over the country collecting money and talking about a future presidential run and he's forgotten to do the job he was hired to do, which is being a governor. Is she going to run for governor? What's your guess? But this week, DeSantis said any talks of him running for president is pure speculation. Democratic Representative Darren Soto of Florida, who is fully vaccinated, announced on Twitter yesterday that he tested positive for COVID-19. According to CNN, Soto is the sixth member of the U.S. House to have had a breakthrough COVID-19 diagnosis since early August. Four senators have also contracted the virus after being vaccinated. Soto says he's receiving monoclonal antibody treatment, but stresses it is not a substitute for the COVID-19 vaccine. A former police officer has been arrested on felony charges accused of stealing nearly $50,000 from a police union while he was its president. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement said in an email that former Claremont officer Jeremy Kevitt obtained an ATM card in 2014 and used it to spend money from the Claremont Police Officers Union bank accounts without approval. 
Kevitt spent some $30,000 from an account funded by monthly payroll deposits from police officers and another $20,000 from an account designed to pay medical bills of injured officers, according to investigators. A man fed up with a private road in poor condition near his southwest Florida business came up with a novel solution, plant a banana tree in a pothole to warn motorists. Last week, Brian Raymond planted the tree in a stubborn pothole in South Fort Myers. Raymond said the idea of planting a banana tree ripened, ripened in his mind after having to fill holes in the street with cement multiple times. And finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's Sunrise. I'm Tremel Gomes at the Capitol, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. 